Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Brianna Gunn, who is a messaging and funnel specialist. Brianna, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Thanks for coming on the show. We're excited to hear more about you, your goals, your dreams, and how we can help. Awesome. Well, let's jump right in. If you could start with telling us a little bit about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. So I... um I wish I had more time to have fun. Um, when I'm not working and being a mom, I play roller derby, not well. Um, and I am a giant bibliophile. So I read around 150 books a year. And um, that doesn't leave time for much else other than knitting. So I'm, I'm kind of boring <laughs> other than the roller derby situation. But yeah. Have you ever seen the TV show Psych? Yes. There's that one episode of them at the roller derby where Jules, mm-hmm. Jules has to, that's the only uh, like picture I have of a roller you derby. You live in Austin, Texas. You have like literally the best derby league in the entire United States at your fingertips. You need to go. And I didn't know that at all. <laughs> oh my God, have, you, have you ever um, heard or heard of the movie? Um, oh my gosh. It's all about derby and it's... Um, Oh my gosh. It's Ellen page. I can't remember the name of it now. Now I have to look it up, but basically they use the track in Austin to film the movie. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, And it's really, really good. Um, And then obviously there's like Xanadu and um, whip it. Mm, Whip it. It's a good movie. It's, it's, um, it's got Ellen Page and um, the bridesmaids chick, the one that's tall. I'm horrible with names. Like it's embarrassing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. It, and it's, I'm definitely not anywhere near the caliber of the women that skated in that movie. Like not anywhere close. I fall on my face regularly. It's like, it's like, you know, every three steps or so, but um but yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great sport. It's um, Juliet Lewis. That's what I was thinking of and Kristen Wiig. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good outlet because you get to hit people and it's legal to do that. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, it's like playing football, but for, for women. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell us a bit more about being a messaging and funnel specialist, how you got started and what it entails. Yeah. So I had your regular W2 situation going on and I realized that I didn't want to go back to work after I had my son, but I had no idea what to do. So my mom was like, Hey, there's this website called hire my mom. You should go check it out. And I was like, (laughs) that's a scam. That's no, this was back like 11 years ago before the internet was really a big deal. And, you know, there was a lot of like, you know, websites were like done by your brother kind of thing. Yep. And I went on hire my mom. It was not a scam. I found two gigs and they replaced my normal income. 
was like, okay, so I, I'm not like blowing out, blowing up the bank or anything, but I definitely don't have to go back to work. Well, I forgot about paying taxes. Mm. So, you know, y'all don't forget to set aside your 30%, right? But I'd never done this before. I had no idea that it wasn't like this was a common thing. So when tax time came around, I, I had to pay taxes on it, which is fine. So I ended up making less than I made at my regular job, but we didn't sink. We weren't like, you know, vacationing in Aruba or anything, but, um, but we didn't sink. And my whole job was to check people's email and reply. That's what I did. And people started paying attention to the replies that I was writing. They're like, you're, you're a writer. I'm like, well, yeah, I have a blog and you know, whatever. Would you write for us? And I was like, I guess so. And they're like, well, it'd be more hours. And I was like needing to make up the gap, right? From having that, that 30% out. Now I, need, I, I wanted to get back to where I was, what I was making when I was working at the law firm. And um, just started writing any, kind, any piece of content they needed, whether it was a blog, a social media post, an email, a sales page, and figured out that I really loved the process of the customer journey. So from wherever they come into your world until they actually buy the thing that you offer, that was fascinating to me. And I like went whole hog, dove in and really got clear on what actually triggers a sale in our brain. Like when we feel confident and, and well, and well cared for enough that we feel comfortable pulling out our credit card and what actually is a turnoff for that on that journey. And um, I've been doing it ever since. I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, tell us about your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? Um, my alarm clock <laughs> and caffeine. Um, no, I, I work so I can play. I, I, don't, I don't live to work. I work to live. Um, I think it's really important that we play as hard as we work. And so I am a little bit of a Disney nut. Um, I just got back from a trip with my kids. I've been eight times this year. So my, my business basically pays for my vacationing, um, which is not a bad thing. It's, it's really fun. I also love the transformation that I see in my clients' businesses when we install the right kind of copy and we leverage the right kind of messaging. And we, I love to see that, that shift in attracting the right fit people and it takes time. And that's one of those things that people don't understand is you can't just swap out an email and expect your entire business to change overnight. Real change takes time. It takes, it takes anywhere from 90 days to six months to actually see the transformation that you're installing today. So I love watching and, and seeing, you know, that shift and seeing the metrics change. Like I, I get really geeky about like, Ooh, the percentage on this email went up and Ooh, the open rate here went up and, and everyone's like, you're a little boring and it's true, but those are, those are the things that, you know, it gives me, it gives me a semblance of control. And it also helps me understand further understand the sales psychology as it's shifting, because right now we're in this really interesting dynamic where our attention span has been drastically reduced. It used to be, you had 30 seconds to capture attention. Now you have three. It used to be, you had, you know, a minute to make a good impression. Now you have seven seconds. It used to be that you had seven to 11 touches before people trusted you enough to buy. Now it's closer to 20 to 30. 
So it's, it's seeing the shifts as they happen and being able to do something about them is really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. When you first started diving into it to really like geek out and figure out what triggered a cell in our heads, what were some of the things you did? Was it a lot of reading? Was it like mentorships? Tell us about it. You know, I, I've always been a good writer. I was the kid in school who had like the notebook and I wrote poetry and really, really bad stories and that kind of stuff. And I never thought I would be doing it as a career. I totally thought I was going to be a forensic analyst or a lawyer. I like, this was not in the game plan. And then I realized that lawyers don't do what I thought they did. They don't get to do the research part. They don't get to build the case. That's their staff. That's the paralegal. That's, and, and it kind of disillusioned me a little bit. And I think um, because of my background, I dove in headfirst to reading a lot of books. Um, and, but at the time there really wasn't a lot of information like, like there weren't a lot of online courses for copywriters or even books. Um, I don't even think StoryBrand was out yet. And so it was literally like trial by fire, figuring out what worked for each individual client because every business is different. And the copy that works for one client isn't necessarily going to work for another client, especially if the one client is a wedding client and they own a wedding business and the other client is a psychiatrist. You can't mash those two things together and make them make sense. So it was, you know, really, it was, it was just trying it and, and not, um, you know, I wish I was like, yeah, I took this course and it changed my life. I remember the first, the first course I ever took was about four years ago. And it was a course by Gina Horky and it was all about scaling your virtual business. And that was, that was the first time I took a course and I'd taken some courses before that, but that was the first time I took a course and I was like, I could actually apply this to my business, but not in the way that I was anticipating where it would have like tactics and things for the actual work getting done. It was more like, you know, this is how you structure an agency. This is how you structure a a solo business. This is how you, so it was a business structure that really helped me, if that makes sense, because I still, to this day, do 90% of the copy in my business. I do have, um, I do have a team, but it's a very small team. And like, as of right, like right now we're all on, well, most of us are on Christmas vacation. So it's just me right now. And it's, and I'm constantly learning. I think that especially when you're in a business that moves as quickly as copywriting or marketing and strategy, if you aren't in it every day, you get lost. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Awesome. I love it. Well, tell us a bit more about your dreams, goals, and vision for both your life and your company. You know, I have a pretty sweet life. I, other than moving from Houston to the middle of Michigan, um, you know, I still, I miss Texas, but I'll, I'll live. Um, you know, I have, we have a pretty, a pretty happy little situation. It, it took us a while to get here though. And I think that, you know, as you're, shifting, whether that's changing jobs or starting a business, you, you have to find a way to be happy with where you are. Not, not complacent, not, not, you know, oh, well, I wish I had, you know, a multi-million dollar mansion, but you have to enjoy the little things because if you don't, you're going to be really, really miserable and nobody wants to be a miserable person. So it's one of those things where, you know, 
obviously my goal is, is to travel more, to take more time off. Um, I want to expand my team. I want to, um, I want to break the half a million mark in income this year, um, which are some pretty heavy goals. But I've realized over the last 11 years of doing this, that if I can't enjoy what I'm doing today, I'm not going to keep doing it tomorrow. And so, you know, it's, it's just finding the happy pieces in, in the redundancy, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is such a key thing. I was reading how to own your own mind by Napoleon Hill. And oh my God, that's such a good book. It is a really good book. <laughs> it's such a good, everyone should read it. I, I think he was interviewing Andrew Carnegie and it, mm-hmm. he talks about one of the first steps to like success being clearing out all like negative thoughts and all negativity, because mm-hmm. until you like clear that stuff out and deal with that, the positivity and all the abundance can't really come in. And so right. you're just kind of cutting yourself at the legs before you run the race. And it's so true. Cause I know so many people who are like, I hate this. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And all they do is attract more of that. Yeah. You know, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Okay, great. Like instead of, instead of being like, you know, yes, I'm tired today. I'm tired this morning. My coffee hasn't shown up yet. That's okay. Cause I'm bougie. And I ordered an eggnog latte and it will be here as soon as our interview is over. And I'm so excited, but, um, I haven't had my coffee today, but that doesn't mean I can't have an intelligent conversation and have a really great time and enjoy the space that you're holding for me, you know, or if you have a client where you're, you're not like super jazzed about it, like look at the bigger picture. Like, how are you serving them? How are you helping them? Because even if you don't love, if you, even if you're not like, Ooh, like, I'm so, I'm so excited to be working with you. Like, you have to find the happiness in the moment, because if you don't, then when really good stuff happens, you're going to look for the bad thing that's following it. And then you're going to find it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree. I think it's really important because mm-hmm. I myself am in a W2 and a lot of people are in W2s who are like in that side hustle grind. And if you're letting your W2 make you miserable, me and my brother talk about this a lot it's really hard to succeed in the other aspects of your life. So put your W2 in the bigger picture as well. I love that you said well, that. And it serves you. I mean, like we talked about, we both have call center experience and I still to this day rely on the lessons that I learned as an escalation specialist for Verizon wireless years and years and years ago. I hated that job. It was miserable but I tried really hard to look for like the silver linings and I learned incredible customer service skills and it really honed my skills as a salesperson. Yeah. When you're selling someone who's really pissed off, it's, it's a very fine line that you walk. And so I think you, if you can find the, the, the momentum in the monotony and follow that path and look at it from that perspective, I think you're going to, you end up being a lot happier. And then the day doesn't feel like such a grind every day. There we go. I love that. That's the title of this podcast. Find the momentum in the monotony. (laughs) I will, I I will, I will totally accept that. I think that's awesome. (laughs) Just randomly thought of that. So. Awesome. Well, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now and they would help you take the next step towards breaking that half a million mark, traveling Mm -hmm. more, taking more time off, 
Who would they be and how would they do it? That's how I like, that was the one question I was looking at them. I was like, oh man, that's so hard. Um, I would love to meet Mel Robbins. Um, she has such an incredible stage presence and such a great story. And, and she's very open and honest. And, um, I, I think that she could teach me a lot about, um, being effective on stage. I do speak as well as in my business. And, um, she's kind of one of my idols as far as like how you appear on stage. And then the other one, you know, I, I don't really have any, like, like a big name or anything. I really just, I'd love to get like a collective together in a room, um, and, and talk to other business owners who've like gone before me. And I know a few of those, like Liz Slyman, um, Marie Forleo, there's a few, a few names, but I'd love to like pick their brains and figure out what their path was because everyone's path is different and you can learn something from each individual. Um, so hopefully I answered that sufficiently, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I know you mentioned one or two names for that collective, but do you have like specific people in mind or just any type of mastermind group where there are people who have gone before you? What I was thinking was like, it would be really cool to get like 10 people in a room and have like a day, like a, like an eight hour day where like all we did was brainstorm and mastermind. And so I have like a couple names, but like, there are so many people I haven't met yet. Mm. I'm on a mission this year to meet 365 incredible business owners. I'm at 356, I think as of yesterday. So I'm super close and I'm going to make it. I have enough call- calls on my calendar. I'm actually going to hit my number. I, I was like a meet one new person a day, every day for the entire year. I have not only expanded my network tenfold, but I have found clients. I have found new friends. And so I don't want to limit myself and say, well, these are the people because I happen to know that I haven't met a lot of the really awesome people in the world yet, but I'm on a mission to meet them. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. And that eight hour brainstorm sesh where you just brainstorm ideas all day is mm-hmm. kind of the goal. Yeah. I think it just sounds like I, you know, cause you, you don't know what you don't know until somebody brings it up. And so I think having kind of that open space where it's, you can just kind of hash it out and talk about it is a really interesting container and it allows you to, to really, you know, expand what you think of as your business into something much bigger than yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Think bigger, serve better. Yes. Oh my God. That, that could also be the title of the podcast. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's jump into our thriving three now. Our first sure. question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Business related? Sure. That works. Um, my favorite book of all time is Story Brand by Dennis Miller. Gotcha. It's a great one if you want to be a copywriter. What did it teach you? What'd you pull from it? It's all about storytelling in your content and people buy the journey. And so if you don't have the storytelling down and you don't understand how to tell the story of your brand and use your voice in that way, you you're limiting yourself. And so I think that story brand is a primer that every business owner should read. I love it. 
There we go. And what's one way you like to take care of yourself? I love to zone out and knit. I'm currently working on a blanket and um, my husband's like, are, when are you done with the blanket? I'm like, well, I have one more scheme, which is like a ball of yarn left. So when that, when I get to the end of that, then I'll be done. And he's like, you hadn't, you didn't have a plan for this. And I'm like, no. And he's like, you plan everything. And I'm like, except this, you know, I guess I can follow a pattern or whatnot, but it's, it's that not having to have like primary rules and like restrictions. And I can kind of do what I want that lets me, lets me relax. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And what is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet Mel Robbins or get in that uh, room with the business owners to mastermind? I'm already doing it. I've been expanding my network dramatically using LinkedIn and events. And it's just making sure that I maintain those relationships because the mistake most of us make is we were like, hi, nice to meet you, Timothy. We're going to talk for 30 minutes and then we're done. And I never talk to you again. And I'm trying really, really hard to make sure I stay in touch with the people that I meet. Because what if you meet Mel before I do? Yeah. Then I've got an introduction. No, absolutely. For sure. Uh, what are some of the ways that you stay in touch? I love to stay in touch through email. I'm also a huge fan of texting and I am addicted to Voxer. I have no idea what Voxer is. Oh my God. It's this walkie talkie app. It's free, but you, it literally like makes a walkie talkie noise. It goes like, and then you talk and then it like clicks off. <laughs> um, but it's great if you're in a service-based business and you need a quick and easy answer from a client or like my mom's on Boxer, So I could be like, like, Hey, I was thinking about you today. Just wanted to, I hope you're having a good day. That kind of stuff. Yes. I could put that in a text message or an audio message or whatever, but it's, there's something special about getting that ping on your phone. And then you get to like, listen to the person and play it back and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. And when you email text Voxer people, is it more just like a checkup? How you doing? Or is it like, I'm here to add value? Or is it a mix of both? Or how do you generally it's a mix of both? I always aim. Jackie Kennedy did this really well. She always made people feel like they were the center of attention and the only person in the room. And my goal is to be the Jackie Kennedy of copywriters so that you feel like you're the only client out there. You're the only person in the room. You're getting all of the attention that you deserve for the time that we're talking to each other. I love that. Awesome. Well, there we go. There we go. Okay. I have a couple more questions for you. Sure. The first one I want to ask is about the power of consistency. Okay. And how that has helped you in your life. And also how people who are looking to be more consistent, but struggling with it can actually be more consistent in their lives. So one of the, um, one of the biggest lessons for me with consistency was it starts with getting out of bed in the morning. If you lay in bed and sleep through your alarm and don't, and don't push yourself, the rest of the day is going to drag. But if you get up when that alarm goes off, you have a very different relationship with the day when you start. And consistency doesn't necessarily mean you do the same thing at the same time every single day. It's making sure that you address all of the key points that need to be handled for that day, especially as a business owner. You know, the day-to-day -day is going to be different. You know, your Wednesday is going to look different than your Monday. It's going to look different than your Friday. And that's okay. It's how you handle 
those differences in the day-to-day -day and the consistency with which you address those problems as they come up or any issues that come up. You know, it's being gracious, it's, it's being understanding. And if you can be consistent in those types of responses, then everything else kind of falls into place. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Another thing I want to ask about is clarity and how it has served you in your business and the process for getting to clarity and specifically as a business owner, like when you're serving others, you need to be really clear on who you're serving and how you're serving them. So talk. Oh my God. Yes. As a copywriter, I use something called a copy brief because otherwise we were having a lot of these kinds of conversations and I would take notes and then my notes wouldn't be sufficient. So I developed a form that literally asks you like, who do you serve? Why do you serve them? How do you serve them? Where do you serve them? And it, it literally goes super deep into who your people are so that I can better capture your voice and really get in your head and do a much better job of serving you. Because if I understand where you're coming from, then, um, you know, then it makes my job easier and you're happier as a client because you feel like you're being cared for in the way that makes sense for you. There we go. I love that. And so you've kind of created a system to make sure mm -hmm. that clarity is there. Yep. I love it. The last question requires a bit of pretext. So you know how there are people on the planet who have that more fixed mindset, not willing to accept help, not willing to accept change. Sometimes they live their whole life like that and they might end up dying like that. Other times they'll change to more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help, willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? I think it's usually in my experience, some kind of failure or a um, missed opportunity. And I don't know that it causes a change as much as it awakens that desire to do better inside of you. It's having a client that isn't happy or um, signing the wrong client and realizing, oh my God, I can't work like this. I, I can't do this. Um, or it's taking on a project that's maybe a little bit too big and having to figure out how to manage it. Um, those are all, you know, it's, it's, it's like cliff diving, right? You get to the edge of the cliff and you have the choice to jump or not. And the people that jump end up having that transformational piece because of the experiences that they have on the way down. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Awesome. Well, Brianna, is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? I don't think so. You're amazing and awesome. And I cannot wait to see what you do and what kind of business you grow. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> well, awesome. Brianna, thanks for coming on the show. Of course. And uh, if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Brianna had to say, you really vibed with her, maybe you want some sales copy for your business, make sure to reach out to her. But also, if you happen to know Mel, <laughs> make sure to make I'd that. I'd love copy. an introduction. Yes, that would be fantastic. Thank you guys for listening. As we always ask, shoot this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Give us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. 
Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.